April 12, 2016. It's a Watt from Pedro Show.
Pedro show. Uh, I'm here at my pad, man alone mode, in Pedro, but now with brother Matt. But I do have company, just not in the pad. It's via Skype from, is it Nashville? Yeah, we're in Nashville right, right. now. But you guys are from Birmingham, right? That's right. Okay, okay. Uh, we start off the show, John Coltrane, uh, live November 4, 1963. I want to talk about you and then Banditos with Still Sober after all them beers. These beers. <laughs> Uh, so right here, we got two people from the band via Skype. Pedro Nashville connection. Oh yeah, Brian Jeffrey uh, Banditos. Yep. Okay, who wants to go first? Because I'm going to ask each of you uh, your earliest music memory. I'll go first. This is Corey. Okay. Um, yeah. my earliest memory of music. That yeah, means yeah. hearing it, whatever you know. Yeah. Um. My mom took me out when I was like 10 or 11 years old to uh, pick a couple of cassettes from, from a music shop in Hueytown, Alabama, where we, me and Jeff both grew up. And uh, she said I could pick whatever I wanted, and I could get two cassettes. And I picked up Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits and Johnny Cash's Greatest Hits. 
And, and Do you remember that Bob Dylan one? Because I think there was two volumes. Yeah, yeah, it was the first volume. When I was a boy, I had the eight tracks. Nice. <laughs> you had the cassettes. Neither one of us had the records. All right, all right. But I remember volume one and volume two. Yeah, I didn't I, get those till later. I didn't get the records till okay. later. Okay, and then I remember the cover, maybe the big kind of froed out hair he had with the light shining. Yep. Yeah. Yep, okay. That's the one. Okay, so that's your first memory. Uh, is getting those cassettes. So did you know about them beforehand? Uh, yeah, she she had kind of told me about them, and, and she would listen to Dylan and, and Johnny Cash in the house from so time to time. So you would hear it in the house, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about Jeff? Oh, man. Uh, I guess around, like, I don't know, I was probably, it was right before first grade, I got a collection of tapes from either my dad or my brother. I don't know where they originated from but i had that acdc live 1990 tape uh and i think it was black sabbath paranoid and there was a permanent vacation from Aerosmith. okay yeah, that one too. yeah was, <laughs> and i walked around the street either playing those on a on a walkman, walkman. Or, yeah it's because i was going to say cassettes again not records. yeah yes yeah. or, or we had like uh we would always have those oversized like Boom boxes that were really cheap that you could like disconnect the speakers and everything. We would carry those over to like the, the little spot you could swing at. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, play ACDC live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way you got to play that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Mellow ain't really so, doing it. So, uh, about what time is this? I, I was born in 1957. So, uh, uh, am I a little yeah. before or am I a little after? Uh, I think that would be around like 1997 or something. We're, I mean, both of our stories yeah. were when we were about 10 years old. Jeff's 27. I'm 29. Oh, you're still in your 20s, bitch. Right? God damn, you guys. Jeff's 26. I'm 29. Well, you play, and your music is like, I mean, it's got the energy of young, but it, it's got some life lived. <laughs> you guys are in your 20s. Rest, much respect. Okay, so those are your first music memories. How'd you guys meet each other? Um, Town. We grew up in Hueytown, Alabama. A uh, couple of us in the band, and it's a pretty small town. Well, I was I mean, going to say, not really a huge town. Yeah, if if you're different or into anything at all, that's not trucks or uh, <laughs> which is still cool. <laughs> but uh, you, you find yourself, you know, in, in that crowd. Yeah, weirdos got to stick together. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of skateboarded together when we were preteens, teenagers, and. We all started playing in bands in the same garage, you know, in the, around the block. Sure, sure. Well, let's get into that playing. Okay, Corey. Uh, yeah, listening, getting cassettes and listening is one thing, but what kind of got you into wanting, you know, to manhandle an instrument? I, you know, I don't know. It, it was, was just always really appealing to me. Was there music in the house uh, as far as people playing? Not so much. My mom plays piano a little bit. But uh, she didn't make you get lessons. No, I kind of wish she would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're one of the only people I've heard that because the other ones I hear who got piano lessons as a kid almost made them hate music. <laughs> right. It always goes one way or the other. Either. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's got, that's one of the reasons why I like guests on the show because there's so many ways to do music. Everybody's yep. got their own journey, so it's very interesting to me. Okay, so you're just a fan of music. You see, you're listening to other cats do it. That's why you want to do it. And so what's yeah. the first instrument? Uh, my first instrument was a guitar. It was a, uh, it was like a, a small scale flying V. <laughs> wow. 
How yeah, did you get it? I was shooting for the stars. Um, it was it was made by like Synsonic or something. It was just a terrible, terrible guitar. It was like sixty dollars at a pawn shop. Pawn, I was going to say pawn shop. Well, me and D Boone's first was pawn shop. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, in those it, days, though, it was fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looked cool. Yeah. Now, uh, was it a gift? Yeah, yeah. From like, my mom. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, did she say something like this to you? If I get you this, you have to take lessons? Yes, she okay. did. So yeah. you took lessons? Yeah, that lasted for a couple of weeks. Well, let's, give credit, let's give yeah, credit, though. Let's give credit to that cat. gas station in Town. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, Kenny. Okay, thank you, Kenny, for getting Corey. Yeah, thanks, Kenny, wherever you are. Kenny are. taught everybody in Town. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Well, what about you, Gas station. What about you? What was your first instrument? Uh, I uh, I probably like sang in choir or something in middle ah, school. Church. Something, I don't know. And then... Uh, I think a lot then, of rock and roll, especially in the old days, learned in church, the singers. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did that too, actually. Yeah, I wasn't really like... I don't know, that wasn't my thing or my path at the time, but we, we started uh, trying to do a thrash metal band when we were like 14 and... Wow. And I'd always try to sing in that band, and I just I wasn't cut out for it. And we could never keep a guitar player, and I picked up guitar. But by the time I was any good, that band was long gone. Yeah, what kind? Of, was it like the Cookie Monster vocal thing? Or, oh no, no, we were or the, the Judas like Priest screamer thing. thing. Uh, in just like crossover thrash stuff. No, I'm talking about the vocal. Oh, oh, as high as you could get. Yeah, so so like uh, Rob Halford. Yeah, I saw their first. Uh, a gig in U.S. at the Whiskey. Whoa. Yeah, it was a trip. That guy That's... could barely stand up. He was he had quite a shiver. <laughs> <laughs> but an incredible cat. I mean, nobody sings like Rob Halford. It was, yeah. what was it called? Uh, Sad Wings of Destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a heavy name for a record. Yeah. yeah. And it had, I think, an angel crying or something, <laughs> or demon <laughs> or something. So, okay. So you both, uh, first instruments of guitar, you learned from Kenny behind the gas station. Uh, when do you first start playing with each other? <laughs> you know, make music together. <laughs> Which way? Oh, man, that was is a meeting. It, was it like junior high school? Yeah, dude. Okay. Back behind the gymnasium. Oh, so it was like outside prac? Uh, I was making a joke. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they were like... Oh, like one of those uh, Mr. Haster jokes. He was a wrestling coach, right? <laughs> oh, we got some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, was it a garage, a bedroom, or, you know, a practice pad? Yeah, my mom let us practice in my garage. And, I mean, we live, like, right down the street from each other. Yeah. And it wasn't, this wasn't the band we're in now. This was just us. No, this is, I'm, 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 I'm uh, trying to learn about your early music days. Right, right. yeah, we'll, we we'll went get to it. Banditos. We'll get to Banditos. Yeah. <laughs> but since so you guys are the only two cats from the band, I want to get into your stories, you know. Okay, and, and what was that band called when you guys started? Did you have a name, or was it just jamming? We played in different bands, but we would jam together sometimes. Yeah. Um, oh, but you never had a band together till Banditos. No, Jeff and no, I did not officially. Not really. Okay. Uh, Are you kind of competitors? Uh, I mean, we, there, we, there we wasn't much, instruments there together. There wasn't much yeah. competition in Huey Town, really. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of bands, right? But yeah. if you yeah, guys had to stick together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like if that. you guys didn't play in the same band, there must have been at least two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Corey was in both of them. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to play Golden Grease, okay? Right on.
savory thunder of charm, forever starving yet nearly sated by every delicious inkling. Life inevitably utters, are you innocent or wishing to be harmed? Too far gone by tea time, the tenderest of Cohen's remains unknown. Thus dreams abide in springs, shimmering with colloidal stars, gelling at once within a softness of tectonic insistence as if bridling those tenuous bonds between liquid and thought to merely hold aloft one more instant of fleeting serendipity. Querying with carven symbols painted in air bones reveals a sweet light, where trained words may track continually elusive tomorrows, tones just feel right. Consistent irregularities are riddled with pelvic understanding, they truly groove, Wishing pastel forest to charge inward with subtle force, we swell of humid mood. Petulant gardens bound florally from roots of exuberant humors and etudes, 
muse we smiling faces aglow upon dazzling growth of sublime finesse, warmly agog with wonder, from wonder generously delivering tasty hope, amid its glorious transpiration, gifting the very ether upon which we gasp. Thrumbly mayhem once caused consternation after curt extremely regular tides in catgut time resonated from washtubs in tin horns alike, their barely audible burbles of rhythm in rhyme. Clocks were many at best or merely props at rest, staunchly plunking bare unisons to lonely drums kicked. Nuances remained at the fretboard, as yet ignored, their gooey heartbeats resound in would-be sluices. So who would care, given that thrust of carved swoon? Pompadours shimmied wildly on ruffled harmony tuxedos, all sporting spit shines and street good looks, woo, they crooned. After dancing, it was brass saxes and the twang bar kings that ruled. Automatically, a lever was thrown, and the monster lived. Sharp currents shot out from amped guitars in piss-dripping suits. Sluts and notions with ingenuity and the sonic possibility of it all. Ah, the box is now open, sang the glories. A people's roots shall bloom. We fuzz-faced phenoms, widened eyes with solos and sanded clones. Ah, the desert falls around me. Ah, it reaches up in flatulence with tentacles. Oh, it's the worm. Ah, it's all warm, so enveloping, twirling and crawling around. Scares the tidy mind with tiny ventricles of aortic tomorrows. Too soon, too soon. Born are we of rock, upon which the very stars have crashed their juices. Their commingling dusts swirling amid swelling galaxies charged anew. Exponentially dwindled beings into various futures revived by gentle cleansing. Oh, what are we going to do? Aren't we humans dwelt for aortic tomorrows?
don't you take the striker? It may be you one day. Of the world, awaken, break your chains, demand your rights. All the wealth you make is taken by exploiting parasites.
afraid of foreign cities, but just the other day I developed a sudden strong urge to travel. Vilnius, Statsburg, the Balkans, where it's always gray. I've been asked to straighten up the map section of the store. It must have been ages since anyone did this, because many of the maps were in the wrong place, and others weren't on the printout at any given. They were mystery maps. They didn't exist as far as the inventory of the store was concerned, yet there they were. Where do you get your inspiration to compose it? Well, it, uh, it's being in tune with the greater universe, feeling that uh, the earth has its past, present, and future. But my music actually is reaching outward, uh, not being a part of the past, or the present, or the future, uh, but rather what I call an alter destiny because I'm dealing with equations and like most people feel that uh, the planet is doomed anyway. So does your music have some kind of message involved in this or some kind of advice involved in the music? Yeah, there is a message in uh, all of my music. It's all about uh, Doing people doing something else other than what they have done, because what they have done is the possible. And the world the way it is today is the results of the possible that they did. It's the results of the absolute thing. Uh, so now, there's something else. There's always something else in the universe as big as this. What do you think that the human race should do now to save the planet as far as it's possible? Well, the human race has always looked for freedom mm -hmm. and set up rules and all kinds of standards for humans. And they never passed any kind of rules or constitution for other type of beings. For instance, like if another type of being comes on the planet, then he hasn't got any rights. But uh, I don't suppose they ever thought about it. For instance, say that there are other beings in the universe. In what country do you have that would give anybody any rights? If they land, yeah. uh, well, so if they don't have any rights except just for man, then that doesn't balance because man is trying to go out in outer space. And if he lands on somebody else's planet, he would want them to respect him. Uh, if someone lands on planet Earth from outer space, what kind of treatment would they get? Because what country do you have that would give them any kind of respect? Uh, protect them. You don't have any country that's thought about that. But since we're in the space age, it should be thought of because it's running into a lot of things that, that people uh, never had to face before. And one of them, that if they run on the planet that uh, somebody is there and they're highly developed, they're going to have trouble. Unless they got something to show that uh, a person coming here would be recognized. But on this planet, according to a lot of ancient scriptures and philosophers, you also have, uh, not only do you have humans on the planet, you have angels on the planet. Yeah. So now, 
You don't have a government in the world that give angels any rights, although they're teaching it in churches and other places. There are angels, yet uh, I don't know of any country that, that has any rights for angels. Now, one thing that interests me very much, how do you choose the members of your group? Well, uh, sometimes I choose them if the world uh, doesn't care anything about them. That's where I come in. If they have talent, uh, if they have the potentials, if they're just natural and they have feeling. Is that why you want to see the band when you play, so you can get right. the feeling? I have to get the feeling of the way they're sitting, because they can be sitting a certain way. And then the vibrations of the way they're sitting, it puts throughout a certain vibration. That's music, too. Every time I change somebody on the bandstand, move from one place to the other, it, it changes the the placement vibrations, I would say, because that's the way the air is. It, uh, just like, for instance, this, this microphone, it's thrown out of vibration other than just the sound, mm -hmm. just the shape of it. Uh, it it's causing some, some rays to strike all kind of way. And if we get around, like, it'll do something else. But I'm sensitive to all those things. I have a natural sensitivity. And a lot of times I do things that people don't understand, because, but it's because I'm following my intuition. My intuition will tell me, well, now, do this or do that, and I do it. Sometimes it might seem ridiculous, but it always works. And it, uh, I've learned a lot through doing things for intuition. Uh, it's just like sometimes nations have to do that. They might not have any hope of really succeeding whatever they want. They follow intuition, and then nature will help them. Watch for Pedro Show. That was Banditos with... Golden Grease. What, what, what can you tell me about that tune? Uh, that that one kind of came together uh, pretty easily. I kind of wrote about an experience with an older lady, <laughs> among other things. But that was that was a main topic Damn. that I kind of worked around. Yeah, it's okay. I think it's worth it. Was great. Uh, then we had Lemon Kittens with American Cousin, Thrumbly Mayhem. Yeah, they're from England. I found my old Lemon Kitten records from, uh, I don't know, uh, late 70s. And I've been playing them a uh, song every show. I love that. It's so insane, you know. <laughs> those records, you know, a lot of those bands from the movement in the early days never got to see them live. You only knew them by these strange uh, recordings. Yes. And then uh, Chris Kroger out of Austin with a poem, Thrumbly Mayhem of the Rerun Rebus. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Bucky Pope, do you remember uh, the Tar Babies out of uh, Madison? They were an SST band. Uh, he's got a new band called Nev Negative Example and a tune called Coping with Violence. Uh, from Brazil, Tokyo, Savannah, Anger. Howie Reeve out of England with John, Tom, and Joe. Although I think he's living in Glasgow right now. Uh, Sky Furrows from uh, Hudson, part of New York State. Foreign Cities Live excerpt. And then finally a guy from uh, now, Quincy Town. How, how far is that from uh, Birmingham? Where is it? How far is it from Birmingham? Because I, I played somebody from Birmingham. Uh, Sun Ra. Sonny Blount. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And like the, this is a 1971 interview in Helsinki. About five minutes of uh, Sun Ra. Relating things. One time, me and Raymond Pettibone 
saw him in the 80s or even I was having an art show in the city there and uh, we went and saw him got all bourboned up and ended up in a conga line with him during this insane version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow hell yeah <laughs> <I'll see. laughs> it's a still blurry kind of memory in my head but <laughs> it was a trip okay so getting back you guys are in uh, non-competing thrash bands there <laughs> yeah and uh yeah, uh, do you do, do any of these bands record? Uh, yeah, there's some some. I don't know if you want to call them recordings, but there there's some stuff out there somewhere. I haven't found it in a while. Man, I got a, I got like a bunch of videotapes of, of stuff I recorded from those shows I haven't gotten into yet. You mean like gigs? Yeah, yeah. We I used would, to just like take the camera and set it up on the tripod. Yeah, we would do. St- we would play wherever they would let us play, sure, like sure. church community centers, uh, like ice skating rinks. <laughs> the great acoustics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's even worse. Is a urethane skating rink. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. roller skating. Ro- yeah. Oh man, just sucks this. I remember us in Black Flag once. It was in St. Louis, and yeah, the rubber of the deck just soaked up all the sound. Yeah, it was really weird. So now with the ice rink, it's probably uh, yeah, in, incredible echo. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah terrible. Actually, some uh, mixer men work that way. <laughs> Sounds like a roller rink or I don't know disco. So, what were the names of these bands? Uh, I was in one band called Jesus in a Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It kind of sounded like like the way that name sounds, I guess. <laughs> well, Jeff was in a band called Vulcan. Yeah. Vulcan, oh, kind of like Spock influence. It's similar, yeah. Or uh, great, there's a great statue in Birmingham you'll have to come see. Okay. Yeah, or the god, um, the god of Fire and Forge. There's yeah, a but, yeah. I was going to say because uh, when you put, they couldn't use, uh, they couldn't make tires out of rubber because it was too gummy. So if you put sulfur in it. And that's called Vulcanize. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It might be even before Mr. Spot. Okay, so <laughs> these bands kind of went their way. They're the, what, this is during high school and stuff, right? Junior high and high school. Yeah. And so you guys graduate. First you, Corey, where's your music path go? Um, I, I played in a couple of other bands. But with our bass player now, he's been in nearly every band I've been in, and he's from Hueytown as well. Us, me, Jeff, and Danny are all from Hueytown. Yeah. And, uh, Danny and I and Randy, our drummer, had a band called Prowlers, which was just kind of like it was like a ripoff of Kiss's first album, basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I really remember Kiss's first album because we saw them about maybe five, four or five times before that album came out. Nice. And so when the record came, yeah, they'd open for anybody, you know. I mean, Savoy Brown, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Camel, Wishbone Ash, you know, the Five Man James Gang with Tommy Bolin. <laughs> You're into that, but anyway, when the album came out, it was so slow compared to the gigs. Yeah, yeah, they played really. You know, live is always going to be maybe a little I quicker. Feel like that's how our album is compared to our live performance you, you play a lot faster right yeah uh, we we try not to but it no but you're you're playing in front of people and you want to work a room right yeah yeah i, I understand we get, we get excited right right so you guys are rip off of the first kiss album 
Yeah, pretty much. Do you much. know what their name was before Kiss? What was it? Wicked Lester. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> way better. Yeah, way better. <laughs> <laughs> they both, the two main guys both taught uh, school. Anyway, it was on the side. This music thing. So, okay, Prowlers. Yeah. So, basically, it's you and Danny, the bass man. And I, I came in and recorded. And you yeah, come in. I, okay, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, what happens? I, uh, they, well, yeah. It was pretty, pretty early in college for all of us. And, and, uh, me, and uh, me and Randy, the drummer of our band, who was also playing in the Prowlers, yeah. was uh, studying recording. So, we set up a little mini recording studio in Danny's house, like makeshift. With some uh, just you know whatever we could scrounge together, and we recorded the Prowlers. Oh, they didn't have resources. At, what what school? Uh, University of Alabama. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Isn't that like medicine mainly? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a nursing. Okay, but, but uh, in fact, I had a band on uh, last week, and they were taking the classes at uh, <clears throat> school, and they yeah. used actually their they had studios and all this stuff. Well, it's it a Loyola Marymount. Here, oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, some some schools, I know in the old days they didn't have it so much. God, they we, didn't even have radio stations, but I know nowadays there's more and more of that. But you just uh, cobbled stuff together and what, did it in the living room or in the garage? At the time, yeah, that's what we were doing. Okay. Um, later in school, uh, you know, as classes got better, we actually got to go to recording studios, but Banditos existed at that time and we were taking advantage of it with that. Yeah, right. So, But right now, the Prowlers is the three. Yeah, three, yeah we're just three three in the Banditos, right? bedroom. Okay. In the practice room, uh, we've got like drill, holes drilled in the walls and cables ran through. And, <laughs> uh, Recorded really, vocals in the washroom. Yeah. Wow. So some isolation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're just kind of messing around. The house was basically falling apart. Yeah. You know? So we just we didn't really care. Just drill. <laughs> you helped it along. Okay. Yeah. Right. So um, now this is still Prowlers, even though three of the guys go on to be Banditos. Yeah. 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 Okay. Our our drummer actually played guitar in Prowlers, which is wild to think of. You know what? If you could play drums, I think you could play anything. I think it's a myth that drummers are just stupid, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, it, it's all rhythm music. We're all kind of playing drums in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we do little rhythmic uh, figures with our fingers. Anyway, that you know, I'm so into that that I put my drummers at the front of the stage. I don't even have them in the back because I'm just... I just really am angry of this idea that drummers are some kind of useless thing. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah, we thought. So anyway, that. he moved over from guitar to drums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you added one more, right? We added, we added. Well, we added Jeff, and we added Mary. Well, Jeff comes in as a prowler, though, right? No, oh, no, no. Yeah. We. Well, he didn't prowlers record with were them? me playing guitar and singing. Yeah. Randy playing guitar. Danny playing bass and our old friend Ryan Stedham playing drums, who had been in a lot of bands with us through high school and stuff. But he's now married, uh, and now he's now married and a, a dental assistant. Okay, in, in people's <laughs> he, mouth. Chose, he chose a different path. Yeah, he's in people's mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. now, I thought Jeff was involved with this recording at that yeah. house. Just yeah, the yeah. recording, yeah. Oh, so you're involved with the recording, but you're not in the band. Okay. No, no, I was just over there setting up. I wanted to. I wanted to mess with Gary, you know. Yeah, no, 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 I'm into it. I'm just trying to get it straight so I don't fuck it up. Now, what happened to the Prowlers? We played probably about 10 to 12 shows total, including house shows and a couple of, like, shitty bar shows. And did this recording come out? Uh, 
Yeah, on MySpace, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, just like maybe online or something. We still have it. We listen to it every like two well, years. You gotta float to me so I can play it on the show and shame I, you. I will. I no, yeah. might be really good. You know, I haven't heard it. So well, I'm, I'm very curious. Always, they're always in the back for like songwriting for some later bandidos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, like, stupid, like, party lyrics and stuff. But after 12 gigs, what you just had to, like, it's out of gas. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah, okay. But uh, after that, I was living with Danny at that house where we we recorded. Yeah. Did Uh, you have a name for that, Pat? Shit. Uh, That's a good one. Danny Yeah, that's basically what we called it. I mean, that that was where it all started. That's where everything started. Danny B's. Okay, Danny B's. So prowlers fall apart, and then out of the ruins comes banditos. Yeah, pretty about, much. Uh, and about what? Slowly, slowly but surely. And when was that? Um, two thousand nine, I guess. You and Steve started. Okay. Yeah, messing around. Yeah, Steve and I, our banjo player. Yeah, and uh, who named the band? Yeah, yeah, we we basically came up with a name for our friendship and called ourselves banditos. I don't really know why. It's just yeah, so- you know, there's a motorcycle club. No, I've never heard of them. Oh, Jesus. Maybe that's good. <laughs> I think they're out here, yeah, mainly. Okay. So. No, no, we have nothing, Definitely not nothing to worry about. No. <laughs> okay. But don't be like, uh, you know, rocking a rocker on a coat, maybe, if you come play at yeah, a SoCal no. gig. <laughs> We've had a few of them come out to our shows before. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They've, like... They fucking loved it and bought merch and like wanted to take pictures with us. I mean, oh, we've respect. had really good experiences with those dudes. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. I hope it continues that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there was a band too from England a long time ago. Oh yeah, called Banditos. Yeah, but long. But think about it. There should be thousand bands called yeah, that. It's such yeah. a great name. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There used to be a way that this uh, corn chip company used to market some of their chips and it was the Frito Bandito. Yeah, delicious. We've but heard about that. We've actually <laughs> had good Frito Banditos at it one of our album release shows. Is, uh, little, like, oh, do you yeah. know about the little toy shit? Because I used to have, they used to make erasers. You put that dude like right in the culero, the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd write up there, but people were kind of bumming on it because he was stealing, you know, it was like kind of a negative image in a way stealing, you know, he steals these chips. He don't, He's got guns and shit, and uh, so maybe, yeah. I don't know what they switched to, but I do, and he even had a song, it was uh, that famous, they used the melody. Oh, shit, I can't, ay, 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 you know, I can't, I, you know, I saw uh, the, Lindero, no, there's a place, there's a tequila place, downtown LA, it's named after this tune, it's from the 20s, 30s, and they're righteous tequilas. You know, they cook them in the pan, stuff. You come here, Olivera Street's where uh, L.A. started. You know, we were tiny until they brought the water. You got to watch that movie, Chinatown. Kind of tell you about that. We're at the end of the first hour, April 12, 2016, edition of Show. Special guest, Corey Jeff from Banditos. Hold tight for hour two. April 12, 2016, it's the second hour. Watch the Pedro Show. We're Banditos, and it's called You Can't Get Away.
entre la luz y la sombra.
Live from Pedro Show, start off the second hour with something live from Banditos. Can't get away. Corey, are you saying that's from a while ago, the Indie Atlanta session? Yeah, that was, that was a couple of years ago. Um, it was a cool session. I think we were, we were out there doing a show in Atlanta. And, There's uh, a, the, the college has got, uh, I think it's uh, Georgia Tech there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. And uh, W-R-E-K, maybe? Yellow yeah. Jackets? Yeah, John Kincaid. Uh, Minutemen got to uh, record. They just let us play for two hours on the air. That's awesome. Yeah, in 19... It was our last tour. 85 with uh, the R.E.M. guys. We were in this... And, and for two gigs at the Fox there with the stars in the roof, ceiling, overhead. All right. Okay, then we had Highway 1, Mario DeSandro. We got the part... Dina, be, very be careful. Got to have some accordion. You know. Big Crux Exposure. Uh, Z. Tugueros, Terra e Mar. Man and Sea. Huh? John Truby, Spanish Sunset. Exto Crius. He's a tripper. He's up in uh, San, Santa Rosa, I think. Uh, Salvation, Consider a Curse. That's Seattle, I think. Labor Camp. That's... Uh, Kurt from the Nip Drivers with uh, the Dance St. Peter. Okay, so the Banditos come together. They have a name. They've got a crew. What's the first gig? Uh, the first gig was, well, Steve and I, our banjo players, started writing songs together. Just uh, kind of a pastime. And we would go out and busk in Birmingham and just try to make, like, drinking money. We did that for a little while, realized that Birmingham wasn't a very lucrative place to play music on the street for money. Well, what about clubs? Uh, the Nick. Oh, the Nick. Yeah, yeah we, that was that was one of the first ones. Yeah. Okay. Because I wouldn't call busking. Were, you called yourselves banditos while you were busking? Yeah. Okay. Usually, <laughs> it seems bands don't have a name when they're busking. Called <laughs> banditos before we even played a song together. Well, they were together. just drinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle tree happened for a little yeah. while. One of those man or astro man guys. Yeah, yeah, Brian Teasley. That's that was a bad pad. I heard it got closed. Yeah, it did. They opened up a new spot in town called Saturn, which is really nice. Oh, okay. Brian runs that place too. But Bottle Tree was like home for us. I like that pad. Man, it's great. I, I, I miss got it to play so there much. Twice. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, okay, so what about first Bandito gig in a club? You know, as a band, you got all the guys you're not busking. Maybe all gigs are like busking, though, in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I never know until you get there. The, the first one with all of us, yeah. I think, was at Bottle Tree, wasn't okay. it? Yeah. yeah. That was that was a bit later, too. Yeah, that, that was a while because we, we had had a couple other guys play with us, and it didn't really work out. So there's different versions of the band. Yeah, we had a, we had a different bass player for a second. Danny wasn't in this band. Uh, Is that right? Of, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the Leonard first time I haven't played with Danny in a band, and it just felt wrong, even though the guy who was playing with us is a great dude. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of it's about chemistry with bands, you know. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's not it's not like lame, good things a lot of the time. It's it's just chemistry. Uh, uh, what was that first gig like? Was it a pants shooter? Yeah, man. It was, it was <laughs> awesome. It, like, we threw it together. Well, pants shooter over here means scary. <laughs> Oh, well, I think I shit my pants. <laughs> Maybe over there it means it's fucking happening. It's like a pant leg full of shit. Anyway. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, come to Alabama. 
two miles of country road in the bottom bottom of your chonies. <laughs> okay. Okay, because I always ask about the first gig because it's for me it was terrifying. I just kept looking over at D Boone. I thought, well, if this dude's brave enough, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking go for it. But I was terrified. Oh yeah, me too. I still get terrified. Me too. Yeah, it happens. You, know, you get in front of people. They work all week to come see you play, and then you choke in front of them. <laughs> it's like, it's pressure, this. man. It, it's pressure. It's pressure. Uh, so that's that, that, that's very cool. And uh, uh, what was well, obviously that next step was to record, right? After doing some gigs, local gigs. Uh, you would think that. Well, it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny story because like the early the early version of Banditos, the other yeah. bass player, and everything. Uh, they asked me to record them again because yeah. I recorded the Prowlers. And uh, so they set up in Corey and Randy's apartment at the time. And I set up the same recording gear. And, uh, we Did you drill uh, holes through the bulkheads and shit? No, nah, we all just sat in the room together. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, we, I don't think we finished a single song. Wow. We just got really drunk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then weeks later, they... Uh, the guy that was playing lap still with yeah. him that I'd, I'd been recording, yeah. he couldn't make it to a gig or something, and they asked me if I could fill in. Yeah. And, uh, like, just days before the show. It was, like, Tuesday, and the show was on Thursday. Yeah. It was the first, like, legit show. It was at Bottle Tree. Uh, um, and there's supposed to be people there because it was, like, this, uh, you know, five local bands, $5 cheap cheap drink thing. Yeah. And uh, so it was a good crowd. And, uh, and I don't know, they, they sent me some like what webcam versions of songs of them strumming acoustic guitars yeah, yeah. and uh oh, so you know what that in a way is better in cassette because you can see where the hands are <laughs> well actually it wasn't it was just the audio uh, oh okay <laughs> but it was recorded from the but this guy in tokyo that's how he taught me songs that's the first time i had done that yeah he actually showed me where his hands were on the neck <laughs> i didn't even think they were playing the chords right <laughs> <laughs> hey what about this tune here waiting What's that? It's Wait. recorded live at KXAP. Yeah. That's up in uh, Seattle, right? Or yeah, Portland. man. Portland. KXP has been great to us. They're, they're awesome. Okay, uh, what, what about this tune? Well, uh, Mary wrote that one, obviously. She sings it. Yeah. But I can tell you about the session. The uh, the air conditioner was out that day at KEXP. It was so sweaty. we were sweating our asses yeah. off. So people, <laughs> as you're listening to this, you visualize the banditos sweating to death, okay? So the island rains So grateful 
sit here in this old folks' home, my hair just as white as snow. And I remember back when I was young again, how everything was jolly. My sister did the dance, and brother beat the drum, and baby rocked her dolly. Baby rocked her dolly. Those kids of mine are grown up now. They ride every now and then. Just to read the lines brings back the times of all our fun and folly. Sister did the dance and brother beat the drum and baby rocked her dolly. Baby rocked her dolly. That wife of mine, God rest her soul, she's gone before me. I bet she's told the Lord about all the times our house was filled with folly. Sister did the dance and brother beat the drum and baby rocked her dolly, baby rocked her dolly. The man across the hall is a lonely man. He never had a family, so he asked me to tell him about our kids when he's feeling melancholy. My sister did the dance and brother beat the drum and baby rocked her dolly, baby rocked her dolly. Every night I pray for those kids of mine. I wish they were here with me. And before I die, Lord, let me see a sight to make me jolly. Brother beat the drum and baby rock her dolly, baby rock her dolly, baby rock her dolly, baby rock her dolly. Jumped in that driver's seat and it's fun to stare at you. 
together in the Kalamazoo. Yeah, the woman all knew just what to do. Yeah, wanted him to be true. Oh,
time I'm smutting spoil When once no more man would toil The land with hands that sold the soil As heavens crashed and oceans boiled Detached away from earthly scars They take their place amongst the stars Ascending to a land afar Program, get your ass to Mars They gathered as they joined the void When all but few have been destroyed The great armadas now deployed To reach beyond the asteroids Apocalyptic renaissance This frequency met one response Preparation, final launch Get your ass to Mars Advancing past the state of bliss Dancing on the weightlessness Expand the universe abyss with sudden waves of consciousness And just when many moons have passed A fast approaching ground amass Arrival of a system cast Program, get your ass to Mars for Pedro Show, that was uh, Banditos with a sweaty version of Waiting, live on KXCP. Seattle, not Portland. Asshole what? Then uh, <laughs> Cartavetero from uh, Genoa, Italy with I Could Be Her. Robbie Folks, Baby Rocked Her Dolly. That's a label mate on Bloodshot Records of you. Yeah, yeah that's right. The record's only a year old and that's of, that's the first album. Yep, first one. So you guys played around a lot before you made it. Okay, now yeah. now I understand. Yeah. Okay, really, really, Neil, the March mix from Bloodshot Bill. I think that's for Neil Casty, cat out of Denver. Wrote, did most of the driving right on that bus too. The acid test. Um, lounge Fly Reverend Circle. Uh, negative Energy Art Trip and the Static Sound. Yeah, I can't remember where those guys. Fuck thing about Alzheimer's, one of the fun. and then finally slippers and Asalon. They're out of Long Beach. I know that. With get your ass to Mars. Uh, yeah, tell me about uh, doing the album. Where was it recorded? It was recorded at the Bomb Shelter uh, in Nashville. It's by, by a pretty pretty old friend of ours uh, who's recorded a lot of our friends' bands. And and did you a- move? Is this? You guys left Birmingham and then... Yeah, yeah. we lived in Birmingham together for about two years in the same house. Yeah. Then we all decided to just 
we were, we were on the road so much by then, we, we decided to just pick up and leave and move to Nashville because okay. it's, you know, centrally located. Sure, sure. I think a lot of the tour buses come out of there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and then the, I think it's Portland or maybe Springfield. There's somewhere on the, it's the northwest. Yeah, uh, yeah, Oregon or Washington State again. <laughs> Sorry, guys, up there, but there's a big tour bus thing there too. Uh, I remember the first place I played in, in uh, Nashville was Cantrell's and Bruce Fitzpatrick. I think you exit in, yeah, there yeah by yeah. the college uh, Vander Vanderbilt Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, that, that he's still in the ring, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a lot of years. He's very cool people. He's very nice to me always, uh, and so. What was that like? Because this is not an apartment. This isn't a busted up pad. This is a real studio. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It was it was super lax. Um, he had uh, just a bunch of cool shit, like a bunch of like really weird old guitars, and uh, and then we had a couple of cats who we've been friends with and play in other bands here in Nashville. Come play keys and pedal steel on our album. So I mean, it was. It was relaxed. It was it was a process because we recorded as soon as we got up here. Yeah, like days after we moved to town. We yeah. moved to town because we were recording that week. Yeah, sure, sure. And um, we we did that, and then we we sat on it for a while. We didn't release it. We just sold it on the road. Okay, uh, but uh, these songs come from a lot of gigs. You didn't write it in the studio. No. Well, actually, a couple of them were pretty pretty close to being written in the studio but some of them we've been playing since steve and i were playing on the street in birmingham yeah. pretty good mix yeah yeah when we first went in there it was 2013 i guess okay right? yeah and we recorded 10 or 11 songs and then we ended up cutting like four or five of them when we went back in the studio and replaced them with other ones yeah 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 newer ones better ones we're at the end of the second hour april 12 2016 edition of the Peter show with bandito Corey and Jeff, we'll take for hour three. April 12th, 2016, it's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
To play the tune. 
show we started the third hour off with no good and this was live at home yeah that was in our backyard uh back in birmingham live in the backyard bandidos no good then uh, richard james with cruel mountain ed heslam with guinea corn kings and queens player piano cold shoulder from she makes war and finally sk from dr amazon i know he's from up in seattle no he ain't <laughs> He's from Portland, because he's in Smegma, you know. <laughs> what an idiot. I'm terrible. Okay, so you, what you guys basically did, people, we were talking off air, but they did a five-day session, and then two years, did a bunch of torn for two years, and then went back and did another five-day session, and that's where this first Bandito album on Bloodshot Records is from. Yeah. Uh, I'm not playing any on this show, because I played every song on all these earlier shows up to now. And uh, but they're getting ready. Uh, tell the people you have got plans for number two. Yeah, we're we're in the process of writing it right now. We're uh, we're coming up with some good shit. It's getting weird. And uh, Jeff was saying one. You've been playing for a year and a half. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
and the other ones, as we're writing them, we're we're playing them at shows. I mean, we we wrote one like three days ago or four days ago, and practiced it or just put it together for fifteen minutes and then took it out over the weekend, played it at every every show. Wow, you know, That's tried righteous. out. That is righteous, uh, people. This has got to be one of the most torn bands I've had on the what from Pedro show last year. You did two hundred gigs. Uh, more than yeah, that. way more than that. Uh, we probably. I, it's definitely easier to count the days you were at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a buttload, okay, a bunch. Th- yeah. This band likes to play in front of people. I like that. You know, especially now in these days where you can't really sell a piece of media. You have to sing for your supper. And, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, people, some people are all upset about that. <laughs> but if yeah. you think about the history of music, only for a little brief period they got to sell little physical pieces. All the other time on this planet, it's having to be performed to people. So yeah. we're just getting back to what's natural. I mean, that's and, what it's all about. It's very inspiring to hear about young guys like you wanting to play gigs. And yeah. gigs and gigs, man, because that's the tradition I'm from. And it seemed for a little while there, it was kind of dying out. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not really into genre. And, and you know, every, every band's got their own style and stuff. But I'm into this idea of playing uh, gigs, you know. Uh, yeah, there's bands that don't play. Okay, Steely Dan. <laughs> I guess they play nowadays, <laughs> but they didn't in the old days. They sold all them records without playing. But, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, kudos uh, to them. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they were just you know some people win the lotto. Okay, right now, uh, do you yeah, know our uh, label uh, guy Rob? He loves uh, Steely Dan. You talked to him not too long ago. <laughs> I had him on the show. Yeah. Did y'all talk about Steely Dan? No, we didn't. But uh, look, George Hurley, drummer of Minuteman. Uh, way, in fact, we just call him the Dan. Because <laughs> and talk about cassette tapes, right? In those days, we uh, that's the only thing in the boat, right, is cassette. And so uh, Georgie had these uh, Dan tapes with album on each side. So it was always two Dan. When we heard the Dan, it was always two albums. You got to crank the Dan on the boat, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now with me... If you're going to hear Credence, you got all six albums. I mean, we're like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Strong-willed kind of people. The the Dan, okay. <laughs> uh, up to uh, Asia, maybe half of Asia. But then, forget Gaucho, man. That's terrible. In, in my stupid oh, opinion. Back. I think Gaucho is going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody else was arguing me about that, but I don't know. And and uh, I like Black Cow off Asia. Maybe that's the last one. But but uh, a real scam. But that, that one's good. And that's got Bernard Purdy on the drums yeah. and Chuck Rainey on the bass. I mean, and it's some and trippy tunes. But um, what did I want to say about? Uh, uh, oh yeah, Babylon Sisters. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I I had to hear it a lot, not just in the boat with Georgie, but also at Soundcheck. Every sound man uses the damn. <laughs> In the old days, that kind of stopped finally. Uh, do you guys got a name for the second album? Nope, nope, not yet. We're probably never going to name an album. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're just, we're not good at naming albums. So, like, do you, <laughs> do you have a name for yeah, the second yeah, album? Yeah, Eponymous. Okay. okay. <laughs> Eponymous means like the name of the album is the name of the band, right? That's yeah, why I was yeah. taught. That was. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think Albert Bouchard, the drummer for Blue Oyster Co., when he made his brain surgeon project. That's what he called his album, Eponymous. Nice. Yeah, well, so we can't use that then. You can't use that one. That one's out. So <laughs> I don't know. Round two. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Uh, what, what, what about this tune here, uh, Long Gone Anyway? Is this the same session as the uh, yep. No Good in, in the, the Backyard? backyard okay, let's listen. That was a fire truck,
spinning wart DJs just out of my mind, sucking in slack and just blowing my mind. Stacks out of stacks of music of the mind of your community radio station who gives what you want. Hot, fast, and aggressive. How you like it, baby? That is up to you. Spun out on wart, driving the metal home, the psychedelic rock, and the wonders of the leopard print lounge. A lunjack tough to follow. But we got Wake Up Futuristic tonight. I am rolling with scissors. Ward can keep me rocking with Rockin' John King of that. And I like it like that. Let's move back to the core with the legendary psychoacoustics and laugh out loud at with Casey Fox. Guilty pleasures indeed.
when they bring it back up, I don't know, the rest of the world outside of Santa Rosa might be going to hell in a handbasket, but I'm alive, and it's funky, and I'm dancing. Take it up, come on, take it up, let's go, come on, come on, come on, come on.
Pedro Show, last uh, music for this edition, uh, Long Gone Away, live in the backyard there in Birmingham with Banditos, uh, Total Eclipse, Lyon, France, with We're Not Nostalgic at All, Joe Brewer, uh, cousin of Jack Brewer, Sacred Trust, with the poem W-O-R-T, Head, uh, Death Pedal, spelled D-T-H-P-D-L, from Scotland with Captain Average, Glasgow, Nutsack from Montreal with Get It Together, and finally, the best band name ever, Entertainment Law. <laughs> Can you believe that name? That's better. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Entertainment Law is. <laughs> and, and the song is 99942 Apophis. <laughs> Look, if some uh, people even younger than you asked you for some advice in this racket, what would you give them? Four. Uh, just play music. Yeah, play shows. Play anywhere you can. Enjoy playing. Keep playing. Yeah, don't get caught up in bullshit. <laughs> just play music. I like that. You know, it's pretty distilled right down to the yeah the bottom line. There's a lot of bullshit. You're right. You're right. 
But you know what a farmer told, would tell you, if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So I said, bring it, <laughs> motherfuckers. Use your resources. But as, as that's happening, play gigs. Yep. Yeah. Work the room, work the room. That's great advice. I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show. And, thank you, man. Yeah, and you're recording it. the same pad, right? Do what? Uh, the, the studio in Nashville. It's the same one as the first album, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well uh, we don't know yet. Yeah. We're, oh, we're, oh, that's right, because you're not really in yet. You're just getting the yeah. stuff ready. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to, like, force you to commit. But anyway, good luck on your thing. <laughs> you mention it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, you know, throw some chingasos and decide. Uh, but let me know when you come to SoCal so I can come watch you play, okay? Well, anyway, yeah. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, it's been uh, April 12, 2016 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Special guest, Corey Jeff from Banditos. Everybody out there, keep your powder dry. <laughs>